0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good
3: afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. It's a hot one here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hope that uh, you've got an opportunity to cool off wherever you might be. Kath, good to see you.
4: Thank you, John. Pleasure. Glad mm-hmm. to be here. Yes. We yes. have such a great show today.
3: A big show. Yeah. Lots of interesting We're things. We're going
4: to be talking about the first images from the James Webb Telescope mm-hmm. with uh, astronomer Dr. Hugh Ross in the 5 o'clock hour. Have
3: you seen them? The images?
4: They're so beautiful. That's incredible. I. It's
3: hard to wrap your head around. It is. Right? I mean, it's...
4: I just stared at one for I don't know how long today. I just... You can't take it in.
3: Right. I read somewhere that if you held up a grain of sand... At arm's length. And, yes, that would be the image that we've we've currently seen. That first image, which you know, it's just unbelievable what's included in that. But just a grain of sand, and then do you think the entirety of the sky beyond that? What else is out there?
4: I can't even. I
3: mean, it's, God's it's, creation is just it's just vast,
5: it,
4: beautiful. It just, Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. The skies declare the glory of God. I'm I mean, just, I just it was just really amazing. If you haven't had a chance to see those, um, please check them out. But please be with us in the five o'clock hour to talk about that. Yep, with you, Ross. I'm excited about that. We're also, also foster care. Foster care. Interesting boy. I admire people so much who do this, and I also there are so many broken things about the system. Yeah. As with anything, uh, there are trade-offs, and so we're going to talk to someone that knows it well.
3: Tori Hope Peterson will join us at the bottom of this hour to talk about her journey through the foster care system and uh, her engagement with people of Christian faith.
4: She's actually 5'10 today. I'm sorry, 5'10". That's no problem. Um, Coming up after we're done here in a little bit, we're so happy to bring our York Moore back to the program. longtime friend of the show. Mm Uh, now the leader of the CCO here in the Pittsburgh area and across the nation.
3: Yep, the Coalition for Christian Outreach has uh, tapped York Moore to join us. He's got a story to tell as well about growing up in an, in an atheist home. But setting all that aside... Yeah,
4: before we even set that aside, yes. I would like to set welcome our producer, Christy Stockton back from vacation. Oh,
3: yes, Christy's back from vacation. I
4: am, hello. Hello. What, 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 you didn't have any, like, applause? There was, like, no fireworks? Nothing there for Nothing. that? I mean I wasn't I wasn't sure I was gonna be on the show today. There's what do you just mean? there's just so much happening. There is oh, so no. much happening. We, we, always room we didn't for know you. if we could squeeze you in. Look, always. I am so excited that you uh, you came back, Christy. And by the way, we need to thank Gary who did such a, an Excellent. amazing job filling in. Yep. I mean he just he really handled, Yeoman's he, work. He, he handled things seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank this? you, Gary. But I did get Christy a present. Oh, oh my
3: gosh. Yeah. It's a giant bag of Sour Patch Kids. That's it's how, family size. That's
4: how happy we are to have you back, Chrissy. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't bring you guys anything back from the beach. That's all right. No I'm a little upset taffy. that I left no, the the uh, price tag right in the center there. <laughs> that's okay. It's Thanks, Gab. Right.
3: Okay. Can I see those for a second? Well, I
4: don't. You don't like them. You well, poo yeah, lot. I the have, yeah, I kind of have. I'm yeah, taking yeah. the price tag off.
3: All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, why, really? all of
4: a sudden you like them, now you're interested? No,
3: no, no. I'm just kind of curious about the packaging, which is, you know, uh, really over the top and lots of color. Lots I got of...
4: that at the um, candy store down on Penn Avenue in the Strip.
3: Oh, that's a nice store. What's
4: that called? I old... don't know. You know which one Yeah, I it's old timing. Yeah.
3: There's a place to go there for sodas, right? I mean, all the different yeah. sodas they have, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Christy apparently turning over New Leaf. I tried to entice her into a uh, a Hot Cheetos today. She said no thanks.
4: She wasn't interested. No,
3: she's not. And usually she would jump on something like well, that. Well, she might.
4: She might think yeah. I'm I'm taking her down a bad path with Sour Patch Kids. But no, you know, no, no. Here it is. There are only so many ways All that
3: you. can to Sour Patch Kids.
4: I'm very excited All about the sour, sour Patch, patch Kids. kids. Yeah. That's how much we care?
3: It's National anyway. Pecan Pie Day. As yeah, well. I
4: don't like that.
3: What do you mean you don't like it? I, I thought don't. You like the like pecan Pie? I don't. I don't either.
4: Really, Chris? Do you like pecan Pie? I don't No. Oh, it's, then
3: why are we talking? I don't know.
4: You know why it's gross. It's not
3: gross. I know, I
4: think it is. It's just
3: super sweet. Super, it's super, super so, sweet. Oh, so sweet. I mean, not that, you know, sour. Yeah. So we're all like pro Sour Patch kids. Well, I'm not I don't really. know if
4: I'm pro. I mean, I like, I, I'll take a couple, but it's not something that I ever am like super interested in.
3: Soft and chewy candy.
4: Are you super interested in those? No, really. Yeah,
3: Ingredients sugar.
4: Well, that's a surprise.
3: Invert sugar. Corn syrup. <laughs> modified corn syrup contains less than two percent of tarnac acid citric acid natural and artificial flavors so basically just a bag of sugar basically
4: <laughs> we're so happy to have you back we got you a bag of sugar thank you
3: you want to maybe you could have a little bit and uh, as the show goes on i might you just get more and more wired right <laughs> very nice okay uh, enough of that frivolity kath as we always do we get underway by looking at the news stories of the day please uh, without further ado give us the top four at four
4: for Tuesday, July 12th, 2022, mm. number one. The death toll from a Russian rocket attack that struck a Donetsk apartment building Saturday has risen to 38, Ukrainian officials said this afternoon. The head of the Donetsk Regional Military Administration said on social media earlier in the day that nine wounded people were rescued, though, from a building. Yet many in the Donbas, which is a fertile industrial region in eastern Ukraine, uh, refuse or are unable to flee despite scores of civilians being killed and wounded in each week. Elsewhere in Ukraine, Russian shelling over the past 24 hours killed at least 16 civilians and wounded 48 more, the president's office said in its Tuesday morning update. Cities and towns in five southeast regions, John, came under Russian fire, according to that office. Easy to forget about that, right? We're so used to hearing details about the war in Ukraine. Number two Governor Tom Wolf following in the footsteps of other Democratic governors following the U.S. Supreme Court's abortion ruling, looking to quote unquote protect patients who travel to Pennsylvania for the procedure by being prosecuted by their home states. I don't know of any home states who've said that they were going to prosecute women seeking abortions.
3: Well, there's still a lot of talk about it, right?
4: Wolf uh, said today in a statement that he would refuse a request from any other state to arrest or detain any out-of-state resident who traveled to PA to seek an abortion, as well as anyone providing or assisting with it. I, I mean, up, let me just say again, up to this point, I have not heard of any state that said that they were going to prosecute women. So this is one of those statements that, like, means nothing. It's just for political theater. Why am I reading it? Number
3: pass, please. <laughs> number <three>. Please pass. <laughs>
4: number three. A weird animal story meets the federal budget. Mm. Have we ever had this? The Biden administration today released two reports arguing that removing dams on the lower Snake River may be needed to restore salmon runs to historic levels. Mm. And that replacing the energy created by the dams is possible to do. It's only going to cost 11 to $19 billion.
5: Wow.
6: Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, Business as usual will not restore salmon, though, said Brenda Mallory, chair of the council. The Columbia River system is the lifeblood of the Pacific Northwest. More than a dozen runs of salmon and steelhead are at risk of extinction in the Columbia and Snake Rivers. Mm. Can you believe that? Yes, I can. Billions of dollars have been spent on salmon and steelhead recovery, but the fish continue to decline. And it's time, they said, to try a different approach. That is from ABC News. And number four, as we said, a new era of astronomy dawning as NASA completed its release of the first set of scientific images from the James Webb Space Telescope, which are truly amazing. The full-color images were released today during a televised broadcast from the Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland. Um, Kevin Hainline, a University of Arizona astronomer, said this. I thought this was a great quote. I keep telling people. That this week, astronomy on the whole is going to change forever. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hugh Ross coming up to talk about it at five thirty-five today, and that is your top four at four.
3: Very nice, very nice. Let us take a quick break and reset for our first guest of the show. From uh, growing up in an atheist household, a book, a Bible-burning bin, to the head of the Coalition Christian Outreach. It is a student organization here in Pittsburgh and nationally. R. York Moore joins us in just a few minutes.
7: 101.5 WORD. I won! I won!
8: and we want you to win too so sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update each friday you can see new opportunities to win we regularly give out prizes from books music and merchandise to household items even vacation trips or car payments stay up on
1: all the fun
8: subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update mailed each friday
1: sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe
9: diabetes high blood pressure anxiety meds everyone's on them if He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750.
8: 800-333-1750. Business owners and entrepreneurs, would you like to have $50,000 in corporate credit? How about getting your credit score over 750? For over 40 years, Ray Reynolds has helped customers get millions
1: in credit. By using corporate credit, you can finance a business, buy real estate, and stock under a corporation. Take advantage of numerous tax write-offs only available to a corporation. Go to Ray'sWebinar.com now
8: to book a free webinar and get over fifty k in corporate credit and get your credit score up to 750 when you attend ask ray about the one thousand dollar cash credit within days go to raisewebinar.com. that's rayswebinar.com studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance can't we do better pittsburgh's christian schools say we can right now local christian schools are offering half price tuitions for first-time enrollees like cornerstone prep and west mifflin If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions.
2: Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. Our
3: York Moore is with us. Our York has been a regular guest on our show over the years. We were delighted, I would say surprised.
4: Geeked. No we Yeah. Were, I don't think we were that surprised. I was. I wasn't surprised at all. To find
3: out that York Moore is now the uh, the president, the CEO for the Coalition of Christian Outreach. And York is here to tell us uh, once again his story. Uh, York, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
10: Hey, John and Kathy. It's great to hear your voice. Good to be back with you. York, we are geeked. <laughs>
4: I mean, completely geeked. Listen, we've had a lot to do with the CCO over the years. I'm a product of the CCO. Um, I would not – my life would look completely different right now if the CCO was not part of my life. And um, that was uh, my relationship with them started my very first day of my freshman year as a student at Pitt. And uh, so we are thrilled, absolutely thrilled. Uh, Can't wait to see you here in Pittsburgh. I know you're maintaining your home in Detroit, but uh, very much welcoming you into the fabric of what we do here in Pittsburgh.
10: Uh, it's, it's It's an honor, and I've been around the CCO for quite a number of years, and it's preached at Jubilee. And, uh, boy, what a great time to double down on college ministry. I've been with the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship for 27 years, mostly as the National Evangelist. And uh, when we sensed God calling, you know, there were a a couple of opportunities, but uh, the CCO um, really—the nature of the CCO, partnering with churches to reach college campuses, man, what a vision— And, uh, you know, I've been uh, on the college campus by my own college days. I've been on the college campus since 1987, so that's a long time. And (laughs) let me tell you, John and Kathy, we are welcoming what I call the most available generation in American history. Mm. We are seeing fruit with Gen Z like we've never seen fruit before, and I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think we could actually be on the precipice of the greatest evangelistic opportunity in American history. I no honestly kidding. believe that.
3: Wow, the most available generation. That says an awful lot, yeah, what can, York.
10: what contributes to that, York? Well, I think, you know, when we think about the, let's zoom out and say, well, you know, uh, you know, boomers uh, created a lot of the institutions that that we know and love, uh, like Crew and InterVarsity and the CCO, and and uh, then Xers came along with all of their religious backgrounds, and then uh, we we put that religious baggage on our millennial ki- uh, kids, and and uh, you know to make a, a long story short, I think Gen Z is now coming to the college campus uh, without any uh, church background, without any kind of religious baggage because they have no experience, and uh, it's a completely blank slate. So <clears throat> I began to experiment during the pandemic, uh, preaching the gospel to Gen Z on TikTok, and uh, I have over four hundred and sixty-five thousand followers. Uh, on tiktok and i'm seeing 175 million views across my library but here's the most exciting thing over 200,000 people have prayed receive christ on my tiktok channel almost the majority of them are are gen z and so you know these young people they're going to be coming to our college campuses Mm -hmm. this fall and in the next four years and what i'm seeing as i'm you know dabbling a little bit in this young young generation is i'm seeing a profound openness uh... they they want to be told the truth You know, you think about it they have everybody from Kentucky Fried Chicken to Taylor Swift telling them the gospel truth <laughs> and uh... you know and so they actually want to be told with deep conviction uh... what our beliefs are and so i'm finding a wide open door in Gen Z for uh... for the gospel something that we didn't see in millennials we did very very well in millennial land in university. there was a time of great evangelistic expansion but I think as i'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, leading the charge in the CCO, I think what we're actually going to see is even a greater outpouring. Uh, we're going to see a move of God in this generation like we've never seen before.
3: Outstanding. Boy, that's really interesting. I, I really had not considered that, uh, York, but, you know, the idea that you, being on TikTok, and all, all those followers, all those views, and all those people coming to Christ, and you're not really necessarily a good dancer, you must be doing something right.
10: <laughs> I, I, I might be able to hold my own, but I'm preaching. I go. You go to my TikTok channel, which is just More. And uh, I, I go live uh, several times a week. I have an active following of people who follow me each and every day. And all I'm doing is I'm, I'm telling them uh, who the Holy Spirit is, uh, why Jesus had to die on the cross, w- what the power of His resurrection means for them for their lives personally, how to deal with temptation with pornography or, or lust or cursing or whatever it might be. It's the very, very basic stuff of the Christian faith, mm. just eating it up. And uh, it's just uh, exhilarating to see lives transform. I, I wake up literally every single day. Today include to statements like, uh, "I never knew anything about Jesus uh, until I found your TikTok channel. Thank you for teaching me about God's love, for His forgiveness, and thanks, thanks for thanks for changing my life, for you know saving my soul." And I, of course, I have to remind them, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. Jesus did that. All I'm doing is telling you what Jesus did. And uh, boy, it's just an amazing thing to say. But going back to the CCO, that's the generation that we're welcoming. So we're partnering with churches in Tennessee and Orlando, Florida, and there in in Pittsburgh, and different parts of the country as the CCO is expanding its mission across the country. And I'm going to tell you, we are we are getting ready for what I believe is going to be a great outpouring. The last thing I'll say is that the CCO is a part of a, a 90 organization coalition that I founded, I co-founded in, in 2017 called the every campus coalition and uh every single college ministry in america just about every single one is a part of this coalition and we are we are believing on god for a revival in our time and we're we're, we're joining together and uh, earnestly praying and seeking the lord for an outpouring of the spirit on this generation outstanding
4: are york moores with us innovator strategist revivalist, abolitionist, and the new president and CEO of the CCO. Um, he's the author of a terrific book called Do Something Beautiful, the story of everything and a guide to your place in it. York's been a guest on our show for a long, long time. Um, and York, I'm thinking of people who are just joining us for the first time. Maybe they've never listened to the program before. Or they've only been a recent listener and they've never heard your story. Um, can you give us a thumbnail sketch of um, what your life was like when you were growing up? What happened at the University of Michigan and how you ended up where you are?
10: Yeah, well, God has a sense of humor, no i for sure. I'm the I'm the least likely person. To, and isn't that a mouthful, the CEO of the CCA? It is world. a lot. I was actually so a little off.
4: proud of myself that I got it out.
10: <laughs> I was impressed. But yeah, I grew up uh, homeless on the streets of Detroit. Uh, my uh, my parents were followers of a philosopher, an atheistic philosopher named Ayn Rand. I'm named after Ayn Rand. My first name is Rand. And um, you know, we had a barrel in the side of our house for burning Bibles when we weren't homeless, and we had a... a sign on the front of the house that said the Moors, the atheists. So I was raised in a very, you know, strict, um, hardcore, passionate, atheistic home. So when I went to the greatest university in America, the University of Michigan, as you mentioned. <laughs> All right, now play it uh, down a little, but go on. Uh, <laughs> you know, I became, uh, you know, a philosopher, an honor student in the philosophy department, an honor student in the psychology department, and my nickname in my paternity was Satan, because I persecuted Christians and wrote papers against Christians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my story about how I actually came to Christ is a, a pretty long one, and people can watch the full video on my website, TellTheStory.net, but to make a, a long story short, I had a, a supernatural encounter with the living God. Uh, he saved my soul in an attempted suicide, and, um, you know, from that, from that day forward, I said, God, you want to take my life and make it something out of it from this day forward? It's yours. I'm all in. And I've never looked back. That was uh, Christmas Day of 1989. I was 20 years of age. Hmm. And uh, I've never looked back. And Jesus is good, isn't he? I mean, we don't don't just preach Jesus. We love Jesus. And, you know, um, it's a a privilege and honor to know Christ. And can I also just say, you know, when we're gathered around the throne room of God, no one's going to remember university or the CCO or crew or the, you know, it's going to be all about Jesus. And we're on Team Jesus. We're, we're preaching Christ because He's the Savior of the world, and we get to do it you now. I get to do it with this banner called the Coalition for Christian Outreach of Rich Heritage. And Kathy, I'm so glad to hear of our impact on your life as a student. You know, but really, it's it's all about Jesus, isn't it? We get to lift up His name and tell people about the greatest love there is in the world, and that's that's the love of Christ.
3: Excellent. So, York, at 20 years of age, can can you amplify that a little bit? Because what may have been probably uh, sort of fringe when you were 20 years old, in many ways, is mainstream now. When you think about you know addiction and suicide, uh, especially in you know a younger generation, there certainly is a lot of blackness out there. And of course, it's easy to see why mm-hmm. people would fall into blackness. So when When you think about that, I mean, talk about that, what was that like for you? I mean, to be surrounded in that darkness, to think, I'm going to end my life, and then all of a sudden, you know, there was a change.
10: Yeah. Well, I wasn't uh, your garden variety suicide attempt, and unfortunately, I can't actually talk about these kinds of things on TikTok. The algorithm will actually ban my account if I talk about certain things, and suicide is one of those things. And so, there's a lot of my story that I wish I could talk about on TikTok, and I, I just can't, but... I'm, I'm not your normal, it wasn't because I was depressed or life was hard, I mean, we were in and out of homelessness, my father had uh, fallen into drugs and alcoholism and those kinds of things, but none of those, none of those were the reason why. I, I thought to myself, you know, if there is no God and life has no meaning, why live? Why live at all? Why, why strive? Life is hard as it is. And then if you die and you cease to exist, what, you know, what's the point? And so, you know, I, I had read the, you know, I had had read various religious texts, and I knew that if Allah was the one true God, I could work myself out of hell, or if Buddha or Krishna were the were the true divine realities, I would have lots of opportunities, you know, uh, come back as a cow or whatever it might be. But I knew enough about Christianity that Christians believed that once you die, you face judgment, and there was no second chances. There's no get out of jail free card in hell, and I say, okay, I really just have to rule out Jesus. So before I kill myself, I just have to make sure that I'm not wrong about Jesus, because I don't want to wake up on the other side and say, oh no, now I'm in the lake of fire, which now I honestly believe there is a literal lake of fire, and I preach that on on TikTok pretty frequently, and uh, surprisingly, people love those messages. They, They message me and say, thank you for warning me, thank you, this is a beautiful message, but, you know, at the time I thought, well, I just have to make sure that, that there's no, there no Jesus. And so I read the Bible, didn't understand much of what I was saying. I interviewed Christians, I interviewed a pastor, friend of mine, and none of the Christians that I talked with, none of them, had really any good reasons why they believed what they believed. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, maybe God can speak for him or herself. And so I would cross my arms and I'd say, I dear Allah, Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, he, she, it, whoever you may be, here I am. Show me the money. And I was expecting the angel Moroni or some algorithm to fall out of the sky to prove once and for all God's existence. And uh, when that didn't happen, I thought, well, you know, that's it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to take my life. And so it all came to a head. Christmas Eve, 1989, I'm sitting in the movie theater. It tells you something about my age. I'm sitting in the movie theater watching The Little Mermaid in the theater, not on stream, not <laughs> wow. in the backseat on a DVD player on the way to Florida. I'm watching it actually in the movie theater. And I had this epiphany. I call it an atheistic epiphany. And I said, okay, there's no God. There's just The Little Mermaid. It's all entertainment. It's all sex and drugs and good feels, and, and that's it. And I said, if that's all there is, I'm going to kill myself. So I got my car going about 90 miles an hour down the freeway. And my plan was to smash it on the viaducts near my home. And as I got my, my courage up to take my life, fully intending to do that, I, 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 the presence of Jesus filled that car and steered that steering wheel to you Now, I wouldn't have described it that way at the time, but I had a supernatural encounter with the living God. Mm. And it slowed me down long enough to wake up the next morning. And I, for the first time in my life, I prayed a prayer of desperation. Mm. And I said, God, if that was you last night, I need to know right now so I'm still going to kill myself. And I went in the next room. My, my brothers were also home from, from the university. We were all at Michigan, and, and uh, one of my brothers brought the poem, Footprints in the Sand. It's just a simple story about how God is at work in our lives, even when we're not aware of his presence. And I had read it before, but this time I read it, and I actually heard the voice of God, and he said three things. He said, number one, I do exist. Number two, I'm the reason why you exist. Mm. And number three, I'm the one who kept you from killing yourself last night. And in tears, I ran into the room, and that's when I prayed that prayer. I said, "God, if you can take my life from from this day forward, I'm all in, mm-hmm. I'm all in."
3: Fabulous. And, and your brothers? What was their response,
5: York?
10: Well, my my family was sure I joined a cult. They were sure that my great learning had driven me mad, <laughs> and so uh, it wasn't an easy time in the Morehouse for many, many years. Uh, over the course of the years, I've been able to lead. Uh, two of my uh, four brothers to Christ, another one came to Christ through a separate uh, process. My mother and I was able to lead to Christ. And in my first book, Growing Your Faith, by giving it away, I, I talk about uh, their journey and uh, leading family members to Christ. And so, But those early years, whew, I'll tell you, it was, it was rough going because, you know, radical transformation sounds good, but it comes at a cost. And it comes at a cost to our relationships and our way of life and those kinds of things. And so they were not too happy that I had uh, become born again. So,
4: You know, York, for all the moralizing we Christians do in society, I hear that story and I think, again, it's just the, the profound love of God. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I just, I, I, I grieve for the times when we have not put that front and center um, of our lives and our evangelism and our families and all of that. I mean, just the goodness of God in rescuing you uh, mm. for your family, mm. for the church, for himself. I mean, it's such a beautiful story. Um, mm. Really, it's just really wonderful.
10: Well, you know, here's the thing. This fall, there's going to be a York that steps, steps on campus at Carnegie Mellon yeah. or Pitt or one of the many other campuses that the CCO is ministering on. And I'm going to tell you right now, We're going to be there in partnership with the local church doing all that we can to preach that love of Christ to them so that they never have to get to that point. Mm. They never have to face that telephone pole. They never have to get in that car wondering, is this all there is? They can actually know the love of Christ because there's a campus ministry right there and there that can share the love of Christ with them. Outstanding.
4: That's our York Moore. You can check out his book do something beautiful the story of everything and a guide to your place in it also you can find him online Yor we're so happy you're a new role at the CCO and again welcome to Pittsburgh
10: thanks appreciate it God bless
3: you great pleasure yeah York Moore on TikTok
2: York.more I'm going to check him out Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org.
5: This
4: is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the
11: ride home. This is Greg Truszynski. More than 30 years ago, the original Mattress Factory was built on the idea of providing our customers with a high quality product at a factory direct price. Today, when we asked our customers how they heard of us, the number one response is that they were referred by a friend or family member. Many shopped here with their parents when they were children and had returned with their own families. We thank you for your continued support and look forward to serving your family for generations to come. OriginalMattress.com
12: Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day? Not just during one of those today-only sales. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale. A fair factory direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day. So you can take your time and buy when you're ready. When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first originalmattress.com. Looking for a
8: second income? A great way to give back to your community? Consider NAMS Transportation. Providing safe transportation to Northern Allegheny and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Offering flexible day, evening, and weekend schedules. Perfect for retirees. Van drivers start at $17 an hour. Sedan drivers at $14 an hour. Plus, part-time drivers get a $2,000 signing bonus. Must be 25 or older. No CDL required. Call 412-406- 8611 today. Need new blinds or
13: shades? Blindster.com offers custom made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit and right now save
7: 45% off any order. Just use code radio at checkout. Blindster.com 101.5 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The PWSA found elevated levels of lead in drinking water in some homes. Lead can cause serious health problems, especially for pregnant women and children age six and younger. Lead is a common metal found in the environment and can get into drinking water through corrosion and older lead service lines, which connect homes to water mains, as well as lead piping or fixtures inside the home. For information about free lead testing and how to protect your family from lead and drinking water, please call PWSA at 412-255-2423 or visit our website.
14: Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies with a low of 64. Tomorrow, partly sunny, with a thunderstorm in spots will reach a high tomorrow of 82. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 62. Thursday, partly sunny and comfortable will reach a high Thursday of 81. Friday, mostly sunny skies will see a high Friday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Well, today the Emmy nominations were announced.
3: Of course, the Emmys are generally uh, television and it's really surprising, although not truly surprising, but it is surprising to look at all the nominations and to see how streaming has revolutionized oh my gosh. television.
4: And the Emmys, I think, probably carry more interest now than the Academy Awards. I would say so. Because right? more people are watching this.
3: Yeah, which is, again, it's it's been a cataclysmic change sure in people's viewing habits. Much fewer people are going to the movies, and a heck of a lot of us are sitting at home now and streaming.
4: So combine the technology that streaming offers and a pandemic, <laughs> and you see a lot of people who've gotten very attached to a lot of good stuff on TV. Yep. Um, outstanding drama series for this year, uh, Better Call Saul. You never watched that. That's hard to believe with your, how much you love Breaking Bad. I
3: started to watch it um, like two episodes, and then I stopped.
4: Okay. <laughs> Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Those are your outstanding drama series, outstanding comedy series, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows.
3: Yeah. Uh, any I'm, connection? To, uh, I'm super let's...
4: excited because um, I thought the best show of the season – uh, was severance mm-hmm. and so I was very I was thrilled to see uh, Adam Scott is uh, nominated for lead actor mm-hmm. uh, we have um, writing nominations for severance we have of course outstanding drama um, we have uh, what's his name um, mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm. for severance yeah for severance you know what's his name uh, Cohen Brothers Mm, Why can't I think of his name? I'm sorry, I don't don't know. I'll have to look it up. Um, So I'm excited about Severance. Stranger Things also was nominated. I would, I think... It's probably my second favorite show of the season, really? I would think. Oh, maybe Only Murders. Only Murders. I think, I think Only mm. Murders comes in second. You're right. I think Stranger Things would come in third. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jason Sudeikis is nominated for Ted Lasso, which I also loved. And so Martin Short and Steve Martin, both for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Oh, I also completely am in love with Abbott Elementary. Oh, really? So to see so many And
3: that's a, a network show. There,
4: that's an ABC show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So the Emmys are what or when? Do you know uh, uh, what the date is? They're going to be on television. I don't know because uh, John
4: Turturro s- is the name I couldn't think
3: of. Oh, John Turturro, yeah, yeah,
4: and Christopher Walken—they're both nominated. Did you see that, Christy? I did not see. They're that. They're both nominated for mm-hmm. severance.
3: Yeah, so I mean, if if you're saying what you're saying is true, and I do believe it is true, that the Emmys somehow you know the awards show season kicks off generally with the Emmys what that's like you know for the people who are going to be there like you know the red carpet deluxe
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also um we haven't talked about the morning show which the three of us also watched oh yeah uh, reese witherspoon nominated for that and also billy crudup mm-hmm. who was
12: Phenomenal. amazing
4: yeah fabulous In that. okay so i would put that as one of my best shows of i the forgot year, too. about that. yeah it's really good yeah that was very much i'm surprised i think i would have nominated jennifer aniston over reese witherspoon i'm surprised yeah would you have john
3: yeah uh, yes yeah. she yeah. definitely carries the show mm-hmm. I, from my and, perspective
4: and S- steve carell oh mm-hmm. yeah i it's hard to believe that he was overlooked too because he yeah. was really outstanding Okay. In a very complex role.
3: So here's what's weird. So the Emmys has all these different categories, of course, you know, uh, drama, comedy. But then they also give Emmys out for variety specials. The Oscars have been nominated for an, for Emmy, an Emmy. Which is very weird. Yes. The Grammys have been nominated for an Emmy as well. Um, I would say the Oscars have to win an Emmy. I mean, considering oh, That's just saw. so
4: weird. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. I mean,
3: I mean who, you haven't had that
4: much interest in the Oscars not, in probably, so, you know, 50 years.
3: You us talk about it as well.
4: Um, also, Patricia Arquette nominated for Severance. Um, uh-huh. The only people that weren't nominated for Severance, uh, there were, so lo, let's put it this way, most of the cast was nominated for an
3: acting award. Yeah. Okay, so what I, to be fair, we're in such a you know, sort of streaming tsunami. And I, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I'll sit down and go, I'd like to watch a little something. But I'm oftentimes flummoxed by what to watch. So you could take this list, the you Emmy could. list, and you could spend literally the next year streaming what's presented for you here. You
4: could. Uh, would you Nate, Would you? I know you don't watch TV as much. but Would you recommend anything in particular that you've watched on TV to for people to watch?
3: Well, right now I'm watching Scenes from a Marriage. Which is very dark and brutal. And he was nominated for Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Along right. with uh, Jenna, Jessica Chastain. That's the scene from The Marriage. And I'm also watching The Old Man, which is oh, too new to be included Jeff Bridges. in this in this list. Right.
4: And John Lithgow. Yes. Which is fabulous. really fabulous. Christy, what would you recommend? Uh, I just finished Stranger Things Season 4.
3: Season 4. I mean, season that is such four. a commitment, you guys. When you're like, you know, four or five seasons into it, I've never traveled. Well, the only thing I've traveled that far with has been Breaking Bad, which was Mm. years ago. Mm. I mean, that's like ancient history by comparison.
4: Yeah. I thought Stranger Things was weak at the beginning of the season, Christy. I agree. And then got stronger. And then it was like home run at the end. I Hmm. loved the ending. The ending was so great. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, wow, and it was beautiful. It was like there's a lot of gospely moments in Stranger Things. Really? Oh really? yeah, I thought that as well. No yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I mean, really I, beautiful moments.
3: It's kind of funny, you know, as a believer, how you see that. Yeah. Whether the producers or creative team intended that or not, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I re- okay. What else would you recommend, Christy? Um, definitely, Only Murders in the Building, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Both Steve
3: Martin and Martin Short are nominated, right? Oh, are they? Yes, yep,
4: that's awesome. <laughs> Except Selena Gomez didn't get. It, it's uh, awkward uh, when it's three people and only wall, two get nominated, wall. right? Right. Or, is that, or your your marriage thing, where Jessica Chastain was left out. Right. That's hard. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've watched. Those are the, those are the big two, the big and things. the Morning yeah. Show. Oh yeah, in the morning show. Right. And
3: that's more than enough. No apologies necessary. Yeah,
4: no, right? not yeah. at all. Uh, some of these shows I like I tried to watch Succession.
3: Mhm. Couldn't couldn't connect.
4: It's filled. I mean the acting must be unbelievable. And I appreciated the acting very much. But everybody is so Unlikable, yeah. like unbelievably. Well, most unlikable. of
3: these shows, it's generally darkness. Wouldn't you say?
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's where we are right and now. And maybe you know, if you've watched Succession, you know, I'm going to put something up on Facebook about. Um, I'll put it up on Twitter too, just about the Emmys. I want to hear what you what you all are watching.
3: Okay, yeah, because this is a lifetime of viewing here. So you're going to ask people to recommend more. No, just currently. Okay, all right. Take a break. Uh, what are we talking about next year?
4: Yeah, coming up next, independent bookstores making a comeback.
7: WORD.
8: Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 630 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash cruise. Cruise. As you know,
3: our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save ninety dollars on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede, these are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo
15: code WORD.
13: If you owed $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes to help you determine what's best for you? To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes, call or text tax to 412 515 3555. That's tax to 412 515 3555. Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group now. 412 515 3555 investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc our firm may not give tax
8: advice when it comes to your child's education do you feel like you have a partner in your current school or is it more like you're on your own as you look ahead to next year now's a perfect time to consider a quality christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions.
4: Probably ten years ago that the decline of the bookstore started. Shocking, yeah. wasn't it? Are you going kind to of go? What happened? You know, and for a while we had the Borders and the Barnes and Noble, and they became, well, you know, not just the bookstore but the place to hang out. You yep. could eat. You could Take your hear kids there
3: on a rainy day. Hear
4: music. Um, what was a great bookstore music? on the
3: South Side? You know, down in the, the Southside Side Works.
4: Oh, no, no, that? oh, that was a great place. That's the, uh, that was a chain also. Mm-hmm. Only one of those I've ever seen. Yeah. But I love that on the corner.
3: Best bookstore in the city. Oh my For gosh. like 15 minutes right. and I went away.
4: Exactly. Anyway, so I think those of us who love bookstores were just disappointed to see how everything was kind of taken over by Amazon and other mm-hmm. online realtors. Realtors. Uh, Re, uh, booksellers and resellers. Um, but a story today in the New York Times caught my eye. More than 300 new independent bookstores that have sprouted across the U.S. in the past couple of years mm. is a surprising and welcome revival after an early pandemic slump. Excellent. And as the number of stores has grown, the bookselling business, traditionally overwhelmingly white, has also become more diverse. Really? This is very cool. I'm going to fast forward a little bit in the article. Two years ago, the future of independent selling looked bleak as the pandemic forced retailers to shut down hundreds of small booksellers around the u.s seemed doomed bookstore sales fell nearly 30 percent in 2020 the publishing industry braced for a blow to its retail ecosystem that could permanently reshape the way readers discover and buy books but instead something unexpected happens Small booksellers not only survive the pandemic, but then they start to thrive. Excellent. Now, this year, many stores have seen a bump in profits. In a survey of booksellers earlier in 2022, the association that was uh, surveyed found that some 80% of respondents said they saw higher sales in 2021 than in 2020, and really? nearly 70% said their sales last year were higher than 2019. No kidding. Isn't that exciting? Thank goodness. I love that. I love to go into a little bookstore and just kind of poke around.
3: See, that's the key word. They're little bookstores. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Right?
3: None of these are Barnes like and Noble-esque, right. but whatever. I mean, independent bookstores, that's fine. There's a great bookstore, of all places, in Bloomfield on Liberty Avenue.
4: You know, I've driven past that on a good Sundays store. when they're closed. Yeah. And I, but I haven't been inside. It's right. Is it on the corner? Yes, yeah, it, it is. is.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you know, it's so new. I don't know the right, name. Right, it's on of, Liberty Avenue. Yeah. It, um, how many? Is City Book still open on the south side? I don't side? know. I mean that's wait been how much forever. time did
4: we spend in city books and
3: that's a, that was a great bookstore. and it smelled
4: so good in there it's mm-hmm. you know that smell of old
3: books yep so the, the reason I think that they've existed or survived I should say is because looking and buying books is such a deeply tactile experience It is.
4: it's not you need that, to do that right going to do like the uh, digital only thing no. Nope. It's just, I mean, I know that a Kindle's great, and when I travel, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Um, white Whale Bookstore is what we're trying to think of in Bloomfield. In Bloomfield. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Um but it's not the same as having, a, no, having paper in your You hands. want to
3: browse the stacks right. like you would go to the library. Or you same want to browse
4: the actual book.
3: Yep. And see, you know, oh, what are other people reading? They'll put out, you know, bestsellers or staff picks or, right. you know, new releases or New York Times, all that stuff together. You kind of go, what's going on? You would fall into things you would never normally find. Right. Just by, you know, poking around.
4: I spend my whole life looking at a screen, whether it's my iPad, my phone, or my computer. I don't want to read a book looking at a screen. Yeah. So I always welcome that. So. Wait, now,
3: Christy was at the beach, spent uh, spent last week at the beach. You were reading on the beach, Christy.
4: I was. I had paperbacks. Pa- you had paperbacks. Okay, very now, smart. Did you see other people reading or were people doing the Kindle thing? Um, I So it w- the beach was not very crowded. There was only like one or two other people reading. Get out. But they had books. Mm. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, books. Because then you, like you know it gets greasy, it's get it gets wet yeah, or yeah, sandy. Yeah. Right. You don't really care. It's a cheapy paperback. And,
4: or when you bring it back, it kind of smells like the beach. And you go, "There's my bit. beach
15: read." Like uh-huh.
4: Christy, do you have a Kindle? Um, I used to. I don't anymore. And um, why do, why do you not have it anymore? I don't know because you just kind of <laughs> lost interest. In it. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, me too.
5: Yeah, I never I had, had a, one.
4: I had a Kobo. Oh, you've never had one? No, I have a Kobo still. That I we you know you if I if I'm on a long trip you know if i'm going to be in an airplane for 15 hours right you can't bring a hardback with you
3: well you could it's you just wait that's it's, all it's too- but you know the, the beauty of that the Kindle or the kobo is you can put 50 books or 100 books in a little tiny package it's really great right but you do miss again the tactile experience mm-hmm. for whatever that may be to you all
1: yeah. right all right
4: after the break um, a uh, pregnant woman was given a ticket in the hov lane Mm -hmm. did you hear about this uh i did her argument to the police was interesting well it it makes makes sense.
3: sense it does we'll talk about that next it's the ride home pittsburgh's
9: christian talk on word fm are you kidding me gas prices are up again somebody has to do something
1: well someone did that's why i use upside upside what's that
13: or a gift card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code can25 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code can25 use code can25 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cash not available on gas in new Wisconsin. my heart was racing just making spaghetti i could have waited to tell my doctor but
7: i didn't wait
1: It's the final day of Trinity Jewelers' 6th Annual
8: Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale. It only happens once a year. Come to Trinity Jewelers today and get half-off, half-the-store. 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. Select items up to 70% off. So shop early for the best selection. Trinity Jewelers' Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating 22 years at their schoolhouse location. Ends today. Visit TrinityJewelers.com.
6: This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our
8: sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Porter'sville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made, at ourpcs.org.
4: Coming up Tuesday, August 16th, we're taking to the waters.
3: Oh, very nice. Well, today would be a nice day to be on the water, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? hmm
4: I'd very much appreciate it.
3: Yes, it's our a, a, it's a Word FM cruise, dinner cruise, I should add. Mm-hmm. No dancing, unless you want to do the cha-cha somewhere, you know, in the corner.
4: The cha-cha? Whatever.
3: You know, cha-cha. Are
4: people still doing the cha-cha? I don't know.
3: I'm not even sure what the cha-cha yeah, is. Exactly. It's just kind of popped into my head. Okay, great. Or the twist. Mm-hmm. Come on, baby. <laughs> what year is this? What's happening? <laughs> well, those are like pretty basic dances. I those think are saying. pretty.
4: Yeah. I, maybe yeah. I don't even know what the cha-cha is. Cha-cha. Either. I
3: don't know. I think you could, you could just start to move, and you could say, "I'm doing the cha-cha," <laughs> and who's going to refute that? Right, because no right. one knows what no it is. No one knows. <laughs> <so> it's okay. <laughs> right. Anyway, the uh, Word FM cruise August 16th. Mm-hmm. Tickets on sale right now. WordFM.com. Please come and join us. Yeah. It promises to be a really great night. We did this last year mm-hmm. and uh, we sold out the event. So we went to a larger boat this year. That's right. Uh, we'll be there as your uh, uh, erstwhile hosts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, you were we'll saying we like, should do a this or that.
4: I think that'd be fun. Just so many people on last year's mm-hmm. cruise asked us about this or that, which is one of our Friday games that we do at five thirty or four thirty. But then me.
3: you'll have performance anxiety, maybe, because it'll be live, yeah, in front of point. you know, in front of people instead point. of just you and I and Christy alone in a room here, yeah, right. Anyway, we're going to be there. Hope to see you as well. Yep. Um, tickets are fairly inexpensive, like for a night out. Uh, I think the tickets are forty five dollars per person, which includes the dinner. Right, and you're on the water for more than two and a half hours. So, if that, and the cool thing about it is, which I don't care if you've been on, you know, the the rivers multiple times or this might be the first time. When you're out there and the sun is setting, mm. what I mean, <sighs> the light, the scenery. Everything is just absolutely perfect. I just yep. It's a really wonderful night. So please come and join us, wordfm.com. Bring your sweetie out and join us, and uh, we're going to have a good time together.
4: That's right. Or bring a group of people. Mm-hmm. If you want to come with your small group from church or a couple of neighbors or your You'd mom and dad that. or your kids or whatever. Yeah, um, you're welcome. We'd love to see you, wordfm.com for tickets. All right. So Washington Post, uh, reports that a pregnant Texas woman who was ticketed for driving in the HOV lane. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been ticketed for driving alone in the HOV lane?
3: <laughs> no, no, I have not. It's rare that I get it on an HOV. Yeah. Lane.
4: You don't have right. I have one that goes right out toward my house. Have
3: you been ticketed?
4: Uh, I was not ticketed, but, uh, but a cop saw me alone on it and yeah. getting and, and, and was giving kind of like, gave me the I'm watching you sign. What?
3: As you went driving by? As I went driving
4: by. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got a ticket, but he let me go. Really? But he was basically saying, like, I did see that you did that. Now, that HOV
3: lane, it seems to me a waste. It
4: is total waste.
3: What's the deal?
4: In case you're wondering. Why? Complete waste. What's the deal? It's just
1: dumb.
3: They were expecting, like, you know, a crush of people coming in from the North And there are a
4: crush of people coming in. Really? But I don't think the HOV lane does a whole lot to alleviate that. I don't think so. What I wouldn't do for, like, the T... The T to come out. Well, no, don't get all
3: greedy. You've already got the HOV lanes. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in both tunnels, the Squirrel Hill tunnels and the Fort Pitt tunnels, and you know, I'd kill for the T or the HOV lane. I got nothing.
4: This pregnant Texas woman was ticketed for driving alone in the HOV lane. Yep. She suggested, and her name is Brandy Batone, Brandy. Uh, driving down Central Expressway in Dallas. Um, she said she was stopped by a sheriff's deputy to check whether there were at least two occupants per vehicle mm. as mandated, and when the sheriff looked around the car, she said, he said, "Is it just you or is someone else riding with you?" And I said, "Oh, there's two of us." And he said, "Where?" And she pointed to her belly. She's 34 weeks pregnant, and said, uh, "Baby girl is right here." So she was
3: heavy with child.
4: Yes, she was, Brandy Batone. Uh, She said uh, that one of the deputies she encountered told her it had to be two bodies outside of the body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) while the state's penal code recognizes a fetus as a person, the Texas transportation code does not. Uh, she goes on to say this quote, one officer kind of brushed me off when I mentioned this as a living child, according to everything that's going on with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So I don't know why you're not seeing that. She said, um, she was issued a $215 ticket.
3: That's, that's spicy. Mm.
4: So she's planning on challenging that in court later this month. Um, while the Texas Department of Transportation has not indicated whether it's weighing changing the transportation code, Batone's case is one that could move to the state into that category of uncharted territory oh my gosh. after of course the Dobbs ruling overturned Can Roe you believe it? Okay. Well, Personally, I would just let her go. Yeah. I I mean, come on, seriously? Think just so. let her go. What's the
3: big deal? You know?
4: I mean, here's the thing though, if you commit vehicular homicide, mm-hmm. And a woman's pregnant. Yeah, you get two counts. Of course
3: you do, because you're carrying a baby. Because up, it's a life, child, right?
4: But for some reason, when we don't want the life, we don't count it. Well, we, it only counts if you want it.
3: Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, the baby in the HOV lane is fundamental. I say yes. There's no problem with that at all. Okay. What the heck? I mean, and kudos to her; she was just being creative on the spur of the moment.
4: And I feel a lot better about the cop letting me off. Two hundred fifteen.
3: Mm-hmm. Wonder what that is? How many tickets are they writing out there in the north? hov lands i mean seriously can we get this three a year
7: listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com the word fm app iHeart, tune in and on odyssey in your car or at home too at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh.com
2: with srn news i'm john scott democrats on the january sixth committee are accusing former president trump of working with white nationalist groups to organize the Capitol riot.
17: John, one of the president's harshest critics, Republican Liz Cheney, accused the former president's inner circle of orchestrating a fraud to draw protesters to the Capitol.
7: You will see evidence that Trump's legal team, led by Rudy Giuliani, knew... That they lacked actual evidence of widespread fraud.
17: Not true, says the former president, who said at a political rally last week, both he and his supporters are being targeted by corrupt politicians. But
0: you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to
17: you. The panel has canceled plans for another round of hearings that had been set for Thursday, saying the committee needs more time to process new information. Wagner reporting. This is SRN News. If
15: you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800 900 Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the wall street journal national bestseller the great devaluation number again 800 900 8000 don't wait any longer get the best information the best process the best service the best value all from advantage gold 800 900 8000 that's 800 900 8000 call advantage gold today 800 900 8000
11: advantage gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor consult with your financial advisor before Investing. This is Greg Trzynski. More than 30 years ago, the Original Mattress Factory was built on the idea of providing our customers with a high-quality product at a factory-direct price. Today, when we asked our customers how they heard of us, the number one response is that they were referred by a friend or family member. Many shopped here with their parents when they were children and have returned with their own families. We thank you for your continued support and look forward to serving your family for generations to come. OriginalMattress.com.
12: Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day, not just during one of those today-only sales? At the Original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale, a fair, factory-direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day, so you can take your time and buy when you're ready. When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. OriginalMattress.com
1: Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Anyone?
16: Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world?
1: It's time for Salem
13: Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard.
12: Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround.
0: Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com. There's nothing like
9: hearing the songs you love on local radio, with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
14: Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies with a low of 64. Tomorrow partly sunny with a thunderstorm in spots will reach a high tomorrow of 82. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 62. Thursday, partly sunny and comfortable will reach a high Thursday of 81. Friday, mostly sunny skies will see a high Friday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
3: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us here for the Tuesday edition. Kathy, I saw a really interesting story, and to be honest, I knew nothing about this, and I was surprised that I knew nothing about this, this um, sacred blood celebration. Okay, now, the story is basically this. That in France, at some place called the Frecamp Alley, near Calais, France. Calais. Calais, France. Thieves hid in the abbey after the abbey was closed, and then they spent the night pilfering artifacts just two weeks before the aforementioned sacred blood celebration.
4: I don't care if you don't don't like the... Sacred blood celebration, but why?
3: Okay. No, you're just, they're you know trying to make a quick score of you know trying to steal something of value and then fencing it, right? Got it. So um, they stole some things, which included a chalice, liturgical dishes, and other works of art and pieces of gold. But uh, here's the weird thing: sacred blood. Two vials were stolen which um, the Abbeys are saying uh, are the blood of Jesus that were kept for more than 2,000 years since Jesus was crucified, taken from Jesus when Jesus was taken down from the cross. They were held in a box, a lead box, with blue inlay and miniature steeples. And... um, (sighs) The blood apparently was originally kept in the infamous Holy Grail and then distributed to various Catholic pilgrimages like this abbey. So the thieves stole the relics. They found that they had no value on the black market. People did not want to take these relics, especially after the news of the June theft became you know, so notorious. They dumped them on someone who was a, a friend of the thieves who, who contacted a um, a detective, a guy by the name of Jerome Brand, who apparently is famous for recovering countless pieces of art, including gold stolen by Hitler and masterpieces by the likes of Picasso. The blood of Jesus Christ was returned to the French abbey in Normandy, whence it was stolen from June in June first on June first.
4: And why was it returned?
3: Because they couldn't fence it on the black market, so they, they couldn't get anything there for it, no and value. so
4: they decided to return it. Right? Did they walk up to the front door and say, "Hey, I stole this"?
3: No, they gave it to someone else who, you know, reached out in there in their steed, and then okay. passed it along to the to the abbey themselves. Now, I've never heard of this before, right? I, I, can you? Uh, I this don't. This is this is big yes. in Catholicism. Yes, relics, it is. Right? Yes,
5: right. Relics oh of the
3: saints. Gosh.
4: Of course, the, I remember, the history of Catholicism um, all throughout the, particularly the Middle Ages, uh, relics were huge.
3: I remember growing up, and I think my Graham had a holy card, which was laminated with, at the time she said was a piece of the cross.
4: Wait, it was laminated.
3: You know, like you know, yeah. plasticized yeah. over, yeah. and there was you know a prayer, and then there was a little tiny hole, right. and then a little tiny sliver of wood, right? Which was right. the cross of Jesus. Right. This so, is from that, okay. although it's so, of okay, a higher, so, right. Uh,
4: right? So the know. chances of that being first of all, can blood could blood possibly survive after two thousand years, years in a that's, lead that's, case? Right. That's my first question. It's doubtful. Second of all, I think it would be, you know, does that matter?
3: No, it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm speaking for myself. It does not matter. But people...
4: Think it does. Sure, I understand that. I'm not, I, I hope I'm not it insulting, by, well, but you, look, you, yeah, you brought this you up. You believe what you believe,
3: yeah. right? And people believe what they want to believe. And so to venerate something, whether it's a sliver of what, you know, a piece of wood, or in this instance... The blood of Jesus in two vials. That's something beyond me. I, I,
4: right. That, that's a kind of. To me, I, hmm, it just seems like that's approaching paganism to be taking something. And attributing some sort of supernatural power to it—that's I don't know. If they
3: are—are are they attributing supernatural power?
4: Well, I would think they are. If it's—I mean, if the
3: blood of Jesus uh, Christ, right? I mean, that's a fantastical claim. It is. And so, then you would think it would have some supernatural power.
4: Yes, I think that's what they think it does. Otherwise, they wouldn't have it.
5: <sighs> I don't
4: know because they because you know relics like this are venerated. And I just I don't I don't know I, I mean I, I understand the yearning for closeness, but I don't know how much closer you can get to the Holy Spirit that lives, that takes up residence inside the hearts of a believer, any believer, every believer. I mean that is incredible closeness. Much more, it's much more closeness than you could ever find having a piece of a cross or a spatter of blood or whatever that's thousands of years old. Now, you can argue with me on that. I don't know. Send all of your feedback to Kathy at wordfm.com. But,
3: okay, so the possession, the possession of Jesus' blood would do what for you?
4: Well, in- in, It would do what for you? Well, I mean, in any any pagan outlook, a possession of a relic- Would it be a miracle that you- Grants you some sort of power. Either healing power now, or destructive power or depending on which you you know which side you're on it's it's supposed to give you power.
3: No I remember that holy card with that little sliver of the wood. I don't think my gram was saying you know this was going to do something for her. I, I just think to me
4: I mean that's why it's there.
3: I think that it in some ways is just an association which is something beyond us which draws us into holiness. I would say that that okay, the possession sure. of that is somehow a possession of holiness in your favor. Sure.
4: Okay. Yes. I think you're probably right about that. I
3: don't know. I don't think it's. The, the, I don't. I, again, I'm not speaking for it's the Roman Catholic bridged, diocese. It's not a bridge too far
4: to cross over and to think that that it has supernatural power. That's pretty close to what you're saying, right? I'm not saying it's simil- It's the same, but I think it's similar.
3: A couple things. Uh, I, I don't believe, first of all, that. And this is just me. I don't believe that that sliver that my Graham had was the cross. Like, I don't believe, not that it matters. It
4: doesn't matter what we believe or not. Right. Right. If it's true, it's true. Well, it
3: matters to those who believe.
4: Yeah, but it doesn't change the truth of it. I mean, there is an actual truth. Like, was that little bit of wood a part of the cross? Or is this actually Jesus' blood? I mean, there is a true and false. I just don't know if that Has any weight or substance. Right. Yeah.
3: It matters to some people. It's to a lot of people, sure. That you and, would and come and to and the, their
4: their belief in it is actually what matters, not the actual truth <laughs> yes, of right, what it right. is.
3: If you venerate something for the sake of venerating, then you believe it, and oh, it right. doesn't and matter anybody right, else.
4: Exactly. I, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's outside my faith tra- tradition.
3: I get it, but yeah. I don't
4: believe it. And it doesn't – I don't think it matters. I'm pretty sure there was a period in history. My salvation is not based upon it. And any of you who have knowledge of this, I'd love to hear from you, Kathy at wordfm.com. I think there was a period in history where you could not establish a church. Um, This was pre-Reformation without there being a relic.
3: Yes. I, I believe that that's true.
4: So, you had to have a relic inside the walls of the church. Like, the church had to possess it. Whatever it that relic was, right? right? And it could be anything. The I finger bone are, of St. Right, exactly. Teresa Saint Paul or, whatever, or something, right. right? There was
3: something there that the church was built around.
4: But then again, I'm going to give the opposite viewpoint, which is that when Joseph died, he wanted his bones carried into the promised land. Right. Now, if bones don't matter, why did he care? And why did they dig up his bones and take them into the promised land? Right. They did.
3: No, I mean, you so, know, many great cathedrals yeah, in this world so hold that, the bones of saints. So, so it matters to some yeah. people that those bones are there.
4: Right. And there is a biblical, I don't know if I would call it a precedent. Maybe I would call it a precedent. I mean, that it's something Joseph wanted and it's something that they carried out.
3: All right. So maybe this is a, I would think, a, a conversation for future reference. Sure. Perhaps a, what? is there i wonder if in the church
4: some learned person
3: is there an archaeology what what would your title be if you were like the the relic it's
4: a good question i don't know
3: what what does that mean we saw bishop zubik on sunday did we not
4: yeah we could have asked him he was busy
3: all right it's just it's a curious matter the blood of jesus in lead vials stolen and then returned from an abbey in france what does that mean 101.5
7: WORD. It's
1: summer in Pittsburgh, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at WordFM.com. Tuitions.
8: Windows are high
17: If a super flexible
8: schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call
1: 412-406-8611 today.
3: What would it be like to grow up in the foster care system? Even as we speak, I'm sure there are a million plus children, young adults who are doing exactly that. Our guest uh, in this segment is Tori Hope Peterson. Her work is called Fostered, One Woman's Powerful Story of Finding Faith and Family Through Foster Care. And Tori Holp-Peterson is also featured in this month's edition of Christianity Today, where she does talk about this in heartbreaking detail, but ultimately and a really triumphant detail because she finds Jesus. And Tori's with us now. Hey, Tori, welcome to the
5: show.
16: Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. It's an honor. Sure. Tori,
4: we're so glad you're here um, because, you know, we've talked about foster care on and off throughout the years. And talking about it and living it, there's just a gigantic gulf uh, between the Mm -hmm. two.
16: And you lived it,
4: um, you were in a ton of foster homes. How many?
16: I lived in 12 total. I first entered the foster care system when I was three, and I only spent time in one home Um, then. I was reunified with my mom. And then I re-entered the foster care system as an adolescent, and in that time, that's when I moved a lot.
3: Wow! So, we'll talk about that, Tori. Um, generally, you would stay with a family for how long? And what, as a child, did you know it would be temporary from family to family?
16: You know, when I first entered the foster care system, I was actually really excited because I was like, this is I went into the foster care system with a, my sister. She's ten years younger than me. and I was like, this is our chance of having like a normal life of not living in abuse, and we're gonna have a family, a forever family. And then um, that wasn't the case. We moved from that home within the first month and we were separated. And then we continued to move, um, you know, from home to home to home. And how I describe it, you know, you, you enter the home and it's like, you, you have to mold to the family. You want to be accepted, you want to be loved. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, once you kind of start to feel at home or you start to feel like you have your bearings, you move again. So it was very um, challenging. It's definitely not what I expected. But when I look at God's hand over my life, and this isn't like, it's not like a Band-Aid, you know, some people are like, you just kind of use God like a Band-Aid. That's not how it was. You know, when I just see how God laid everything out, he really did um, prepare me for the next foster home. And even through all the adversity, he He was there.
3: Wow. Okay, so uh, in the in the book and in the article, you described you know each family you're going through, or a lot of the families you went with, they were believers in Jesus. So you would sit down at the table uh, at dinner time, you would say prayers, you would do Bible study. You had an early introduction to people who you thought were Christians.
16: Yeah, I had a lot of um, introduction to faith from a pretty young age. My mom hung like Bible, even though we didn't go to church. Um, we weren't necessarily religious or had religiosity, but my mom, she hung Bible verses on on the walls. And, like, I, you know, I read them. I knew how to read. I read them over and over and over again um, because there was, you know, there wasn't much else to do. We were poor. <laughs> yeah. So I think I just see those little things, you know, like, like God's hand was over them. He was speaking to me through these silly, you know, pictures on the wall that my mom hung up. And then... In foster homes, yeah, there were foster families who we prayed at the dinner table and we did devotions, and some of those foster families, you know, they didn't necessarily reflect Jesus in some ways, and like we all do, right? We're all yeah. sinful, but some, some ways that as a foster youth that were very heartbreaking to me personally, um, as someone who had a heart for children and foster care, to be seeing some foster parents abuse their adopted children, their foster children, that was really hard, Um, As I was learning about this very loving, compassionate man named Jesus, who um, just, you know, when I learned about him in scripture, when he approached the woman at the well, right, like he just appears to be so gentle, like truthful, but gentle. Um, And then seeing abuse, it did cause a lot of confusion in my faith initially, but then I had a foster mom, she was my last foster home, um, along with a track coach and another mentor who really reflected the love of Jesus. And I was kind of a jerk. Like, I was kind of a jerk in high school, I think, because I was so hurt. And then I, you know, hurt people hurt people. And I I just remember like thinking, like, I want to have love like them. And I knew the only way that I could love like them was if I accepted Jesus' love, if I accepted Jesus into my heart.
7: Hmm.
16: So how
4: did you... <sighs> You know, we're not going into a lot of the details that are available in your book and were available in the article in Christianity Today, but you had a lot of disappointments with people who who said that they were uh, believers and were taking you to church, and then someone, you know, you would come come to a realization that wait, like this isn't right. Uh, and then you'd end up switching into a different foster home. How did you deal with that? I think that's my biggest question. I mean, I understand when people see abuse happen and injustice happen in places that are without Christ. But then when you see them in places where people call on the name of Christ, that's harder to reconcile. so I was
16: living in a group home um, at one point and they required mandatory counseling. And at one point we were in a group therapy session and there was a girl sharing her story and it was egregious. Um, and she also had terrible behaviors. And I had like, I was, I was so angry at her for her behaviors that she presented in the group home that we lived in. And then when she shared her story, I was like, Oh, like, okay. Everyone has a story. Like everyone has a reason, like why they're hurting other people yeah. and hurt people do hurt people. But I realized then like, that, so hurt people, hurt people, that's something we can use that to have empathy for people. But I realized then, you know, I can keep being a hurt person who hurts people, or I can be a healed person who helps heal people, mm-hmm. and I want to be the latter. So that's when I started taking therapy a lot more seriously. Um, I was going to church, and, you know, I, I you're, you're listening to these messages about forgiveness and how Christ forgives us, and I think just combining all of those things, like, okay hurt people, hurt people that allows me to have empathy for these people who for some reason like I don't understand what is going on within them I don't know what has been done with them done to them but for some reason like they are hurting others probably because they've been hurt so that gave me empathy and then it also gave me kind of like a motivation to like I want to heal so I don't do what they are doing um, and so I get yeah I guess and then the forgiveness part is just like I'm just gonna You know, Christ has forgiven me, and so I'm going to forgive you, extending that forgiveness and that love that, you know, we have because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And then watching people who, you know— didn't contradict um, the love of Jesus. He really lived it out, I think, is what inspired me towards him and the church even more.
3: Fabulous. Tori Hope Peterson is with us. Her work is called Fostered, One Woman's Powerful Story of Finding Faith and Family Through Foster Care. So, Tori, uh, a a tumultuous uh, experience of one family after another, group homes and whatnot. But finally, you say, you you know, the last person, the last woman that you met who fostered you she saw something in you and of course there you were you started to shine as a runner and you had you know you had a talent a skill and she saw that as well and so she was able to buy you some expensive track shoes she changed her <laughs> diet because your diet required you to eat healthier there was something there that you know propelled you into a whole different direction yeah yeah um she was just so
16: sacrificial and it wasn't just like you know her being at the track practice or her buying me the the bougie food, like, it was also just her, like, being so sacrificial, taking me to church, like, continuing to walk in faithfulness, even when, you know, I, I was difficult, like, I was a difficult teenager, and even when, there were people who were like, she's not gonna, you know, she's not gonna be successful, like, that's what the foster mom was hearing, but I, she was like, she continued to see me as God saw me, and that's, that's, that was huge. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, for people who are considering foster care, they haven't done it before, they're thinking maybe they might be an appropriate family or um, kids who are hearing this and maybe they are know that they're going to be in the foster care system soon. Um, from your perspective, what would you say to both of those groups?
16: Um, I think what I would say to prospective foster parents, um, you know, is, you know, it's so, foster care is, so complex. And I think what I have learned is that there is a lot of beauty in it because God, like, it, it reflects God's adoption yeah. of His children, I which is us. And we get to, like, live that on earth. But at the same time, there is so much brokenness in, in it. And I feel like when you are approaching foster care, when you're in it, you really have to live in that, like, and both space a lot. So, I would just encourage people to get comfortable in that gray area because really nothing is black and white in foster mm-hmm. care. Um and what I would say to youth in foster care is that it does get better. When I was a kid, I remember being like, Oh, I can't wait till I'm a grown up, like being in foster care is so hard, being a kid is so hard and the grown ups would be like, Oh, wait till you have to pay bills, like wait till <laughs> you're an adult and you have kids. Like everything is so much harder. Like, I love my adult life. It has never been harder than foster care. It is awesome.
4: Fabulous. <laughs> and what are you doing now?
16: Um, so I am a national speaker. I share my story, and I get to teach the Bible, which I love because I love the Lord. And um, I have my first book being released in August.
3: Fabulous. Okay, so Tori, you started the story by telling us about you and your sister who's 10 years younger. Now, I've got a friend... Uh, him and his two sisters were put in foster care, and it was a long time, and I'm saying a long time before they finally were able to be reunited. And then years after the fact, when they get together, they share stories, and they're still trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together of their life with their mother and their, you know, their birth mother, their birth father. And there's a lot of, you know, sort of unanswered questions. So can you tell us about the relationship between you and your sister and where you are in that relationship?
16: Yeah, so we were separated for a long time. We have different fathers, and so she went to go live with her father for some time. Um, she was spent a little bit more time in the foster system. Um, she went to live, like, in a place where someone got guardianship of her. And so we were separated, actually, for a really long time. And then this past year, we reconnected. She came and visited us um, for her spring break. And then she just mentioned, she was like, you know, I'd really like to live with you. And um, we were living, um, you know, like 700 miles away from where she was living. And she's an amazing student. She has 4.0 GPA. And something that my caseworkers always did right was they kept me in the same school so my academics and my um, athletic career could stay stable, which it did. And I really succeeded in academics and athletics. I really think that matters. And so I was like, you know, I, I don't want to pull her out of her school. She's doing well there and she loves it. So I was like, you know, me and my husband, we just prayed about it, and we, we up and moved 700 miles, and now my sister lives with me.
3: Wow.
4: <laughs> good for you. Fabulous. Wow. Good for you. Good for your husband. Wow. Excellent. That's really something. I
16: mean, it is It is really, like, it is God's glory. He redeems all things, and I. whenever we're doing something together, like, I just always think of
3: that scripture for he will restore what the low cost of Yeah. Excellent. I mean, Tori, wow. uh, our, our time is over here, but you know, the story is so complex. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when you first came in, there's so much heartbreak there. We really admire, you know, your, your moxie and, you know, yeah. God's and grace. Your yeah. yeah. And your faithfulness that you're able to come out of this and here you are in a totally different path. So uh, my hope is my prayer is that you having gone through this system, you're able to be a great advocate for the father, Foster care system to, to be the you know the person who's able to speak fairly and truthfully about the pros and the cons of what it is to be foster cared and, and that process that you went through so so God bless you to, to to know that the release of your new book is going to be sort of an exclamation point for people wanting to do foster care well.
16: Wow, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your encouraging words. I appreciate you
4: guys. Yeah,
5: well, the
3: that's, pleasure's
4: that's Tori Hope Peterson. we got to talk to her when the book comes out. The new book is called <laughs> Fostered, One Woman's Powerful Story of Finding Faith and Family Through Foster Care. It comes out next month.
3: Tori Hope Peterson. That's fabulous. Good for her. We'll take a quick break. Come back. The Daily Feature, Does This Make Sense? That's up next.
5: <laughs>
2: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
3: The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects.
4: That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none.
3: Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project.
4: They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction doing business honestly taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete.
3: Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty.
4: As a prestigious, multi-award-winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI-certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right.
3: Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate.
4: Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofandcontractorpittsburgh.com.
8: The most beautiful things in life start small from a single seed. At Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse, with the aid of warm sun, fertile soil, and expert hands. Those seeds blossom into gardens of fresh produce, delicious wines, and beautiful landscapes. Here at bedner's Thriving Family Farming Garden Center, you'll find everything you need to inspire your own homegrown happiness. Bedner's Farm Farming Greenhouse in McDonald, making the world beautiful since 1917 at bednarsgreenhouse.com
7: alexa to play the word pittsburgh to hear us there we're on your google speaker too plus iHeart, TuneIn, tune in and on odyssey 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh 180 over 111 and i had a stroke i couldn't speak i'd walk
11: 150 over 90 and i had a stroke
15: this is what high blood pressure sounds like you might not feel its symptoms but the results from a stroke are far from silent Get back on your treatment plan, or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org.
11: Head to toe, everything's
8: changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Tonight we'll see
14: partly cloudy skies with a low of 64. Tomorrow partly sunny with a thunderstorm in spots. will reach a high tomorrow of 82. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 62. Thursday, partly sunny and comfortable will reach a high Thursday of 81. Friday, mostly sunny skies will see a high Friday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
4: Does this make sense?
3: Does what make sense?
4: Worcestershire sauce.
3: <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay. I mean, you know, you're making like. A, Wait,
4: what's, it, what's it make perfect sense for? A meatloaf. Okay.
3: You know, as a binder, mm. a, a spice that sort of holds things together. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say it makes a good sense.
13: Okay. <laughs> she's laughing. Uh-huh. She knows I'm in trouble here. All right. Why? It makes sense. Okay. Why,
4: why wouldn't I'm, Worcestershire sauce make sense? I, so that's your final answer? It, it is. Okay. Set, yeah. I also think it makes oh. sense.
3: Oh, <gasps> boy. However. Okay. I thought I was following a crap here. It
4: doesn't make general sense. Why? Because I'm not putting Worcestershire sauce on my anything. No. It's not. But it's great to put in things. Yeah. But who's putting it on stuff? People putting it on their steak or there egg people doing that? Because I don't think that makes sense.
3: Well, I, I can't speak to the you know the, the complexities of why you would use it. I just know that it has its purpose and it does have a particular. <laughs> you did a particular... have a hard
4: time landing on what that purpose was. Well, initially. I
3: mean, like you know, I, again, I'm going back to the meatloaf because you <laughs> yeah. feel good. Because <laughs> you feel good about that. Because yeah. a lot of things go into a meatloaf, right? right? And, and you can add.
4: <laughs> Since you don't make them, you're just guessing, of course.
3: <laughs> I see it in the fridge. I know it's got its place. Okay. I rarely touch it. Uh-huh. If I'm grabbing the mustard, I But it's I go, there, isn't it? Oh, it's there. It's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So therefore, for you, it makes sense? Makes perfect for sense. For me, I, I I like to put it in stuff. Yeah. But I am concerned about the people that are drizzling it on top of something.
3: I'm not sure I know about that. Okay. All right. So we're going to give it a hard pass, and we're saying yes. Okay, does this make sense? Polyester. Okay, now we oh, were... Oh, yeah. We were at the store. My kid was looking at his shirt, and he was like... This is such a, oh, I love this shirt. And there's me, you know, with the wisdom, I look at the tab, 100% polyester. I said to my kid, listen, you would like this shirt if you want to be a hot dog wrapped in saran wrap. (laughs) Because
4: you're never going to be hotter in your life. Who's
3: wearing a 100%? Polyester does not make sense to me
4: at mm, all. No, see, see, polyester makes sense. What? It doesn't make any sense. Here's the thing. Polyester now, John, has evolved into uh, a different option. It doesn't breathe. No, it doesn't breathe. You're right. Why Certainly. would you want that? No, you definitely, you're I'm... right. If you're, if you're at all interested in airflow, you don't want that. And However, it's... there is some, in some nope. different applications, no, it has evolved nope. to a place where it's like, feels kind of nice, Kind might, might be a nice, you know, a, very nice in carpeting. If you want it in a bedroom, don't, 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 <laughs> don't put it on your steps.
7: It. No, you wearing it. Wear... I think it has its place. John.
3: No, I do not. One hundred percent. I would never wear it. No, Polishing no, makes no sense. One
7: hundred one point five W O R D.
1: You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan, and we want you to know that we appreciate you. <laughs> Fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash and sign up. We're big fans.
18: Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our springhouse is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the Spring House in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some springhouse milk at the springhouse in 84.
2: Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. This is a day of rejoicing if you
3: are a geek of the heavens today nasa unveiled five distinct images that were received from the james webb telescope Here to talk to us about the James Webb Telescope and those images is Hugh Ross. Hugh Ross is an astrophysicist and an author, senior scholar, and founder of Reasons to Believe, an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. His books include The Creator and the Cosmos and Why the Universe is the Way It Is and Improbable Planet. And Hugh, welcome back on this very auspicious day.
19: Well, thank you for inviting me. Hugh, uh,
4: I logged on this morning to see the images, and I was just, I was speechless. I i, I can't get over the clarity of them, and I can't get over the beauty of them, um, but I don't know what I'm looking at. So uh, tell us your uh, perspective when you saw them at first.
19: Well, they released one last night and four more this morning, and uh, what I've done on my Facebook and Twitter pages is to show you these images side-by-side with the very best images of the same object achieved by the Hubble Space Telescope. And that, I think, really impresses the layperson.
5: Mm. You
19: compare uh, what James Webb did within a few hours with what Hubble did over years, and it's like, there's no comparison. This telescope is revealing things that are simply impossible to be seen with ground-based telescopes or the Hubble Space Telescope. Like you, I was completely blown away
3: they're absolutely beautiful oh, it's I mean it's, so beautiful. seriously it's like it, they're works of art yeah. aren't
5: they Hugh
19: well they are and uh, you know I saw the one where they looked at a, a portion of the Carina nebula yes and the Hubble Space Telescope you can kind of see the nebula but you really don't see the details of the star forming clouds and so you look at the one from the James Webb Space Telescope it not only showed you one cloud it showed you over 100 clouds, and the detail is completely unprecedented. And so just looking at that one image, I said, we're going to learn so much more about the birthing and the formation of stars. And this is just a teaser. Uh, The James Webb Space Telescope is predominantly going to be targeting the very earliest moments in the universe. Because the first third of the history of the universe has been a bit of a mystery as to what's going on there. And uh, this telescope is going to basically solve those mysteries and give us a far more potent cosmic creation model.
3: Uh, Hugh, could you explain that to us, please? Because we've heard this, you know, that the James Webb Telescope essentially will be a time machine. So how can a telescope look back in time?
19: Well, all telescopes look back in time. Even a pair of binoculars that you look at in the night sky because it takes light like, time to travel from the stars you're looking at to reach your pair of binoculars. But the James Webb Space Telescope is an infrared telescope, and the farther away you look, the faster away bodies are moving from you as a result of the expansion of the universe, which means the most distant galaxies, the most distant stars, are going to be highly redshifted, And so the James Webb Telescope, on purpose, was designed to be an infrared telescope so it could see that red shifted light. And so it's going to be able to show us galaxies that are 13 and a half billion light years away, galaxies that are only hundreds of millions of years after the cosmic creation event. And I believe that's going to reveal secrets of cosmic creation that are going to perfectly match the biblical cosmic creation model.
4: Hugh, talk about the light that's red shifted. Uh, tell me what that means again.
19: Well, uh, the the fast, I mean, the farther away you look, the faster that part of the universe is moving, moving away, away from us, okay. and because of the Doppler shift, that pushes the uh, light into a redder part of the spectrum. Okay. And so, for the distant universe, it pushes it so far into the red part of the spectrum, it's infrared light. And so on purpose, they made the James Webb Space Telescope, an infrared telescope.
3: I see. So, Hugh, these images that were released yesterday and today, as you're saying, just the, ver- the very tip, the beginning of all this. So, what does this look like? I mean, uh, from my understanding, you know, people, scientists from around the world will be able essentially to sort of carve off a little slice of time. What does that look like for, you know, academics or, you know, people like yourself, astronomers, ra- radio astrologists who can go and look at these things?
19: Well, a core feature of the Big Bang model, and I always make the point the Bible predicted Big Bang cosmology thousands of years before astronomers discovered it. But a core feature of the Big Bang creation model is that the very firstborn stars will be exclusively uh, composed of hydrogen, helium and a trace amount of lithium. Uh, but these first-born stars will be big stars. They burn up quickly. And therefore, the only way we're going to be able to detect those stars is that we observe them at the farthest reaches of the universe, which means just after the cosmic creation event. So we need a telescope powerful enough to image an individual star, uh, say, 13.6 billion light years away. And the James Webb Space Telescope is the only telescope that's got the power to do that. And I'm excited uh, about the possibility of detecting the very first-born stars in the universe and measuring its composition and basically verifying, yeah, the Big Bang model got everything right.
4: Uh, Dr. Hugh Ross is with us. Check out his book. Well, he has so many books, but I would suggest Why the Universe is the Way It Is and Improbable Planet. Those are probably two of my favorites. And speaking of improbable, Hugh, I guess I want your perspective as someone who is in the world of astronomy to let us know, those of us who just pander and, you know, read news articles here and there, how amazing of a development this is.
19: Well, I live in a discipline of astronomy where the knowledge base doubles every five years, which means within the next five years, we're going to know twice as much about the universe as we've known since the beginning of time. And the James Webb Space Telescope is going to play a major role in making that happen. Moreover, astronomers are already planning on building telescopes that are going to cost a lot less money that will be even more powerful than the James Webb Space Telescope, mm-hmm. I personally can't think of a more exciting time to be alive than to be alive in the 21st century. We live in an amazing era,
3: Hugh. Uh, the engineering uh, about oh the James Webb telescope ha- has been well documented. But, you know, I- I'm watching this morning, you know, the NASA live feed, and they're showing, you know, sort of like the-, the time lapse 2015 forward, you know, in these clean rooms of how the telescope itself was built. I mean, it, it is amazing That's to think astounding. how man is able to do this. And, we you know, we here we are on planet Earth, and now we're looking billions of years away. It, it-, it is humbling to see this, isn't it?
19: It is. I personally got to visit the Northrop Grunham facility here in Southern California where they were constructing the James Webb Space Telescope, where you see literally dozens of workers in these uh, clean suits working in a gigantic facility where there's not any bit of dust there. And uh, just the years they spent and the care they spent in designing this telescope, because they knew it had to be flawless. Everything had to work perfectly. They couldn't be any errors because, after all, it's a million uh, miles away from us. It's got to work perfectly. And people wonder why it was delayed so long. They knew it had to work perfectly. So they really worked overboard. And it was amazing for me just to look through the window and see these engineers uh, working on the telescope.
3: Yes. Okay, so there it is. Today, the first image is released. I heard today that there's enough fuel on the James James Webb telescope to last 20-plus years. As you say, I mean, what's headed our way as far as discoveries? It's just thrilling.
19: It really is a thrilling time. I mean, in some respects, I envy the disciples. They got to see Jesus perform miracles. Mm -hmm. But we, in the 21st century, we were able to directly witness the miracles of God and creation. So, I'm not ending the disciples anymore. <laughs>
4: um, okay, Hugh, uh, with, with only a minute left, let me ask you this. Um, is there something in particular that when you heard about the capacities of the telescope that you were thinking, oh, this is the thing I've been, like, longing to know more about that I've never had access to before?
19: Well, a couple of things. It's going to show us the firstborn stars. It's going to show us in detail How the first galaxies form, which is going to give us a lot of information that explains why our galaxy has such extraordinary features. Mm. Also, this telescope is going to have the power to measure the chemical composition of planets outside of our solar system. Uh, No other telescope has that capacity, so we're going to learn a whole lot about planets orbiting other stars and also about the stars themselves. I can't wait.
3: I can't wait either. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and there it is on display, Hugh. It's undeniable, isn't it?
19: It really is. Fabulous. It's beautiful, too. It It truly is. So beautiful.
3: Hugh, thanks for being with us. We're excited, as, as you are as well, and look for further conversations as these images are released. Very good. Hugh Ross. He is an astrophysicist and author, senior scholar, founder of Reasons to Believe. We would recommend that you check out Reasons to Believe. If you want to know more about the James Webb Telescope or the universe beyond, mm. Reasons to Believe and Hugh, they do an excellent job. We'll take a quick break. Be back in just a few.
6: My five-year-old nephew was waving his vorpal sword through the air, making no sounds. Hey, Titus, what are you doing, dude? I'm saving the galaxy. Duh. It's Ryan. And the reality is, I feel like our Faith and Family Mortgage Team has a galaxy-saving strategy for many families right now. It's not rocket science. The cost of everything is up. Gas, food, vacations, credit card rates. For many, times are tough. But one other thing is crazy up, too. The value of our homes have jumped at historical levels, and this is our Vorpal Sword. The strategy many are taking is they're cashing out that newfound money in their homes to help fight this inflation, to pay off or consolidate their debt, to do some fun things around the house, and to stash them away for peace of mind. If you'd like to see your options, we our United Faith Mortgage.
1: United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. I'm That's 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License, 22672.
8: It's the final day of Trinity Jewelers' 6th Annual Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale. It only happens once a year. Come to Trinity Jewelers today and get Half-Off, Half-The-Store. 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. Select items up to 70% off. So shop early for the best selection. Trinity Jewelers, Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale at Trinity Jewelers, Mount Neba, road celebrating 22 years at
1: their schoolhouse location ends today visit trinityjewelers.com at the original mattress factory we pride ourselves on providing the best value for your dollar we hand build our mattresses with the highest quality materials and offer them factory direct which means you get a better quality mattress at a better price compared to mainstream brands our values are also at the core of who we are as a company we strive for honesty and transparency at every step of the way so you can feel good about your purchase Visit an OMF location today to experience the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending
8: per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees. Like Rayma Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions.
13: Need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. And right now, save 45% off any order. Just use code radio at checkout.
7: Blindster.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com. The WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
3: I've been fortunate over the years in my travels to visit several volcanoes and Which to look inside cool. volcanoes. I've never
4: looked inside a volcano. Oh, my
3: gosh. I mean, it's, it's, we just talked about the wonder of the heavens. This is the opposite it's direction. the wonder of the earth. Well, here's a story. A 23-year-old Maryland man was rescued over the weekend after after falling into the crater of Mount Vesuvius while he was taking a selfie. Stop it. The man, identified as an American, as it would be, (laughs) Philip Carroll, visited the famed volcano notorious for destroying the Roman city of Pompeii and blanketing with ash in AD 79 with two family members this past Saturday. Now, uh, while he was at the top of Mount Vesuvius, the family had hiked up there. They took another trail that was closed to tourists, and they reached the top of over the 4,000-foot-high volcano. Uh, Mr. Carroll stopped to take a selfie, and his phone fell into the crater. He tried to recover it, but he slipped and slid a few meters into the crater. He managed to stop his fall, but at that point, he was stuck inside the crater. He was very lucky, they said. If he kept going, he would have plunged 300 meters directly into the crater. He suffered scratches and cuts to his arms uh, and um Apparently other than that he is okay. Now here's the deal. There were guides from the Vesuvius crater who saw what happened to him with binoculars from the opposite side of the rim. They rushed to help Mr. Carroll and they used a long rope to pull him to safety. A video shared on Instagram on Sunday posted by someone who appears to be Carroll's brother shows the video from the top of the uh, from the top of Vesuvius. He was taken into custody by local police. And uh, charges are pending. <laughs> it's always the American It
4: is always why selfies why at the top can't of a volcano. Just go to be good guests in other places.
3: He was very fortunate. Can you imagine? No falling. I mean,
4: holy. What? So what volcano? Where were you? That close to a volcano?
3: Cristo, in El Salvador. Oh, and, and, okay. and, and literally, when you get up there, you drive up there in this one uh, one lane road. And you can only spend a few minutes because of the noxious fumes Mm. from the volcano. I mean, really, people, it'll knock you out. You'll be overcome with the gas. And you look down into this thing, and its it does not, I mean, it defies description. It did not disappoint. It's a bubbling cauldron of red lava. And there it is. Now, Vesuvius, I do believe, is not an active volcano. But still, it's a heck of a ways down. Good gravy!
5: Oh
4: my gosh! Well, it also has a uh, apex uh, story in history.
3: Yes, it really does. So there's there's photographs of this Mr. Carroll. Uh, his back looks you know, it, it looks burned. Well, he's it, scraping. Have you ever seen volcanic rock? Yes. Yeah. It's very sure. sharp. Right. So he fell down into it and scraped his back and his arms pretty good. And, you know, he's a bit of a mess. Do
4: you remember the story that we talked about maybe a month ago about the woman who dropped her phone into the outhouse at the National <laughs> I, Park? I, I remember that. I believe that was in the state of Washington. Yeah. And she tried to reach the mm-hmm. uh, cell phone and could not actually get it. And so she took her belt off uh-huh. and tied her belt to the edge to lower herself down to get uh-huh. her phone. And yeah. then, of course, fell in. Was stuck. Yeah. See, it's just.
3: Uh, your your phone, I mean, you uh, love it.
4: I'm grateful the guy was rescued, but me too, Jimmy.
0: The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.